Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. I want to say again, I love the voices. We have known the voices now for probably 25 years, and it's truly uh, an amazing thing uh, to have relationships with them. Hey, today, uh, I want to take you behind the scene. I think what's amazing about Awakening Church is probably one of the most gifted churches in the way they do church. Other churches want to be like you. I don't know if you know that. So what I want to do, I want to take you behind the scenes and begin to tell you who is Awakening Church or what is your role in New England, the nation, and even the world. So we're going to go behind the scene and I want to tell you what is your role in this church. And can I say uh, the church is not a building. It is not an organization. It is not just a few pastors or staff members, we is the church. Are you hearing me? We is the church. And so I want to take you behind the scenes and I want to show you our role. And I want to tell you, and I'm only going to speak on one of these, and I want you to begin to think about this. If you're taking notes, I want you to draw an arrow going up, an arrow going down, an arrow going out, and then another arrow going this way. Our first role in the church is to God, and that's why we worship. And today, the worship was compelling, where we're having a relationship with God. An awakening church has always had a signature that it is God. It's not government. It's not culture. You can't vote on it. It is the top role of the church. We exist to worship God. We are anointed to do our jobs in... We are anointed and gifted to do a ministry or a job or a career, but we were created to worship. And so our first role is to worship. Today we're going to hang out. Our next role is to conquer, and that is going downward. I want you to know right now, from creation to the cross to the church, you and I were never created or redeemed to be defeated. We were created to conquer, and I just need to give you a little preview of where we're going today. Jesus Christ is not coming back for a defeated church, but an overwhelming, conquering church. Look at your neighbor, say, you is a conqueror. Look at your other neighbor, say, you're a cute conqueror. And so the role of the church, number one, is to worship, and you should write that down. Number two is to conquer, and the other one is to reach. And I want to say this. I don't know if in this season, Awakening Church is going to experience the reach that she will experience in the days ahead, because I think now we're seeing this all over the nation. The next arrow goes, we are here to encourage, to build up believers. We are here to equip the saints. And I believe this is a gathering of the saints. And you mark my words in a season in the days right ahead, this church is going to have a reach that is going to shock New England and you haven't even seen anything yet. Are you with me on that? 
Now, again, I want you to think about it, everyone, your role. I'm taking you behind the scenes. Your role in this church is, number one, we worship. Number two, we conquer. Number three, we reach. And number four, we encourage. We build one another up. So, but I want to deal with the word conquer. And I don't know if I've ever seen the spiritual warfare that is happening in the nation. In the only state that's probably even crazier than Rhode Island or New York is California. And our governor just came out and is mandating and waiting for FDA approval vaccines for children who are under the age of 12 all the way to five or they can't go to school, private or public. And people are up in arms. But I have a public service announcement for every believer, everyone who's a part of the church. We do not wrestle against people, but our fight is against the enemy. And I have good news. He already won. Are you with me? And now's the time not to not be in church. We are in a fierce battle. And so I want to give you three concepts today. And if you have your Bibles, whether you do it on a smartphone or traditional Bible, I want you to go to Colossians chapter 2. And these are the three principles. You see, we were created to conquer. You need to know that. We were created to conquer. You were never created or born to be a loser. The devil is a loser. In Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man and woman in our image and let us give them dominion over all the earth that they would subdue and conquer. It is in your very nature to be a winner, to be a conqueror. Can I tell you right now, Jesus Christ did not go to the cross for me just to be forgiven and live defeated. Jesus Christ went to the cross that you and I cannot just be a conqueror, but more than than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. And the church wasn't just a, oh, let's just come to church on Sunday and just pray that the pandemic will pass away. Oh, they're after. No, 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 no. We were born to conquer and the very Senate of hell will not come against us. Come on. Can you say amen? I want you to go to Colossians, and I'm going to give you three principles on conquering. Number one, it's already, not yet. Say that with me. Already, not yet. Say that with me. And then the next one, I'm going to show you that we're not fighting to get victory. We're fighting from a place of victory. And the third one is we conquer through surrendering. We conquered through surrendering. So this is Colossians 2. And look at verse 15. It says, having disarmed principalities and powers. I want you to circle the word disarmed because it's past tense. Did you get that? Paul did not say the principalities and powers will be disarmed. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them 
in it. I want to read that again. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he, Jesus Christ, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Now, you must know this. When it says that he disarmed, that is, its tense in the Greek means past action with present day ramifications. Get this, Jesus already defeated the enemy. Now, let me tell you what Paul was thinking in, in this verse. You see, in the great Roman Empire, they would not have a parade, a victory parade, because they won one battle. You see, you and I could win one battle, but we could lose the war. I think what's scary to me, 20 months ago, man, I have been wrong on COVID at every end. I thought it would be over once the first summer came. Then I thought it would be over, you know, before the last election. Then I thought it would be over once the vaccines were released. Then there's a Delta variant. Can I tell you right now, Jesus Christ, no, we're not just celebrating one battle. This is, when they would have this parade, it meant that thousands of the enemy soldiers were defeated, that generals were conquered, and that at Rome's territory advanced. They didn't just have a victory parade when they won the Super Bowl once. It means thousands of the enemies, can I tell you right now, millions of demons are trembling because of this church. Generals were taken and land was uh, conquered and the kingdom expanded. And you see what they would do, they would go and they would conquer the enemy. They would conquer these generals. They would tie them up in chains. Now, the, these generals, please get this, they were already conquered. They were already defeated. They weren't going to be defeated, but then Rome would take these generals, march them into the city that the people of Rome would participate in the great victory. And they would see, can I tell you, the devil isn't going to be defeated. He's already defeated. He's already chained up. He's already, come on, we have a part in this. Can you say amen? So say already say not yet. I was saying, God, if you completely defeated the enemy, why is it I still have areas in my life that are defeated? He said, only because you have allowed it. He said, I have completely defeated the devil. And he said, any area of your life, their life, the church's life that has defeat, he says, is an area where we have allowed it. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to go, we're going to go to this next one, but say this with me. Say already, already. say not yet. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 10, and this is the principle I want to teach us in this. I am not fighting to get victory. I'm fighting from a place of victory. For those of you who are sitting, you're not trying to sit. You're already seated. You're, not, you're, you're already seated. I've already got the victory. I'm not fighting for the victory. Let's look at Matthew. This is an amazing scripture, chapter 10. And I love this verse one. And it says, and when he had called his 12 disciples, that's us. We're the called ones. The church is the called out ones. He, he, 12 disciples to him, he gave them, get this, power over unclean spirits to cast them out 
and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. So where it says he gave them power, it's exousia, which means not only power, but it also means authority. So this Greek word means I have the might and the right to overcome you. I already have the victory. Are you with me? I want you to go to another one. Go to Luke chapter 10. And again, we were made, our role is to conquer. And this is verse 19. It says, behold, I give you, everyone say, I've got it. Shout it out. Behold, I give you the authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing and nothing and nothing. And don't make me say it again. And not, no, and nothing, and nothing. It doesn't matter what they do with Twitter. It doesn't matter what they legislate. And nothing, I'm going to say it again. It doesn't matter what governors do. And nothing, and nothing. It doesn't matter what they say. And nothing, come on. And nothing shall by any means harm you, hurt you, destroy you. Come on. Can you say amen? Everyone say, I have the victory. Now get this. You're not fighting to get victory. You are fighting from a place of victory. Can I just say this? We have conquered not only in creation, not only through the cross in the church, we are made to be winners. Go with me to another scripture, and I love this. Go to Matthew chapter 16. Go to Matthew chapter 16. Unbelievable verse. Already? Not yet. I don't know. I'm 61. Not shabby. I'm a granddad of Jack, Lucy, Rio, Quincy, and soon another one. I'd have thought I, Jesus found me when I was 20. I'd have thought by the time I got to be 60, I'd be totally victorious. But at the age of 61, there's still some areas of defeat in my life. Two days after Christmas in 2019, for me, I always get a scripture for the year. And my scripture was going to come from Mark 9, where it says, all things are possible for them who believe. And the Lord spoke to my mind and heart. He said, that is not your scripture. And I started laughing and said, it's my Bible. (laughs) This is my brand new journal. I get to choose my scripture. He says, that is not your scripture. I started laughing. I said, Holy Spirit, if that's not my scripture, then tell me what is my scripture? He said, be still and know that I am God. He said, things are going to happen in 2020 that will have the ability to rock and devastate your life in the life of believers throughout this nation and world. And if you're not still, you will never know. But if you are still, you will know. I am going to teach you silence, solitude, and stillness. And he said, you're going to know a new level of victory. Not because you are exerting strength. Not, that, not because you are trying harder. But because in stillness, you're going to know, I completely destroyed the devil. Are you with me? 
So I want to read this to you, one of the most powerful uh, verses on the church. And you can see in these verses, we as the church, that we are made and created to conquer. Here it goes. And Jesus is saying this. And I also say to you, he's speaking to Peter. He said, who do men say that I am? Some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, some say one of the prophets. Who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus said, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood, uh, the university didn't teach you this, but my father who is in heaven, and upon this revelation, that the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, I will build my church. I'm going to say it again. I will build my church. I'm going to say it again during a pandemic. I will build my church when you have to wear a mask or no mask. I will build my church. Come on. Can I take you behind the scene? There's someone who's building this church. It's not just us. It is God. Come on. He says this, and I also say that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Years ago, I asked my Jake, who's probably about four years old, Still talking baby talk, but he could talk. I said, Jake, who do you think has the most authority in the city church? I thought he was going to say Pastor Jenny, Pastor Wendell, Pastor Jude. He goes, Daddy, he named a custodian. He said, Mr. Witchett has the most authority. I said, why does Richard have the most authority? He works in the facilities department. He said, Daddy, he has the most keys. Can I tell you right now, we have every key to every door and every opportunity that our generation needs. And what do keys do? They open doors, but keys also shut and lock doors. Now, let me just explain a gate. A gate is a door. And Jesus said, upon this revelation, I'm going to build my church in the Senate, the Congress, the, the executive branch of hell will not prevail against her. You get that? He cannot defeat us. He says, but I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you allow on earth is going to be allowed in heaven. But whatever you lock out and restrict is going to be restricted in heaven now, a gate is like the door of your house or condo or apartment. Have you ever thought about this? Doors do not advance. Doors just keep someone out. Can I tell you right now, church, I'm not hiding in our building because our building is not the church. We are the church, but can I tell you, we are going into hell. We have the keys to open up the door and begin to go and rescue people and deliver people. We are not sitting back, oh, I'm afraid. Oh, lock the door somewhere. No, we are going and advancing the great church of Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor Jude, why are you still defeated in some area? Don't you remember that song? 
Shut the door, keep out the devil. Gonna shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Gonna shut the door, keep the devil in the night. You know what happens? I try to shut the door on the enemy, and he puts his foot right there. And the Bible says in Ephesians, do not give the devil a foothold. Don't give him a job. Don't give him an opportunity. Don't give him benefits. Shut that door right now in the name of Jesus Christ and lock it. How many of you have an area in your life that you want to have victory? Can I say it is that very area that I don't blame it. Jesus, help me, help me. The enemy is beat me up. No, he cannot beat you up unless you open a door and give him some money and give him a job. Can you say amen? Now get this one. One of my favorite songs in the year 2000 in the late 90s in our church up in Seattle. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Oh, we had some attitude. Took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy. And man, we would sing that every Sunday for two years straight. And some sisters had real attitude. Went to the enemy's camp. Took back what, oh. I think it's about time, the church in New England, that we are going to advance the cause of Jesus Christ, and we're going into darkness, and we're going to take back what he stole from us. Can I say we need to get some country music theology? I'm going to get my dog back, my wife back, my truck back. Come on. We're going to get America back. We're going to get our schools back. We're going to get our families back. We're going to get our jobs back. Come on. Oh, no. I ain't shutting the door. Oh, he's after me. I'm scared. No. He's scared of you. Hell is a frightened of this church. I'm telling you every morning when you get up, the devil should scamper and run. Say, give me the keys, baby. I'm going now. I'm getting it back. I'm getting mine back, yours back, my family's back. Come on. Oh, really? Are we going to wait for the government to give it back? No. I am going to go and take it back. Can you say amen? Everyone say, I am fighting from a place of victory. I am not fighting to get victory. I'm already victorious. Now get this, already not yet, fighting from a point of victory. Now I want to bring you to this next slot. Okay, I want to read this again. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, but whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. A door is not an offensive thing. It is a defense. We're going in the church is offensive. Amen. Now, this is where we're going to end, all right? And I want you to really get this. Our nation and world is in a warfare like I've never witnessed. And some of you are saying, I can see, by your countenance and your perspective, I don't believe in spiritual warfare. Doesn't matter if you believe in it, it's happening. (laughs) And can I tell you right now, the greatest form of spiritual warfare 
is worship. The worship team today, and I've been coming here a long time, is powerful. There is a new grace on the worship of Awakening Church. That every weapon, every fiery dart, every wicked thing that the enemy's trying to plot has already been defeated. But as we begin to worship, it imprisons him and inflicts punishment that Christ already won. Are you with me? Now, I want you to get this. Please get this. My boys were wrestlers. One time, Jonathan was wrestling a kid that was a district champion. And the kid was a lot bigger than John. He was in the corner of the gymnasium with his singlet. And he was crying. But he had his face in the corner. He didn't want the wrestlers to know he was intimidated. And I went to him. I said, Jonathan, what are you doing? He goes, he's going to beat me. He's going to beat me. I said, you stop it right now. I feel like God's telling us that. You stop it right now. And I told him, I didn't ask you to put that silly singlet on. I said, if you don't want friction, then sign up for theater next year. I said, you listen to me. You're going to go on that mat and you're going to bring the pain or you're going to leave in shame. Jonathan, he went and he go. He won in 60 seconds. He pinned the kid. God is not asking us to exert our own strength. Because, guess what? It's like when the church, you and I, an awakening church, I'm taking you behind the scenes. We get on the mat, this thing called culture and living. And we see the devil come out. We think, oh, we're going to lose, we're going to lose. He's a state champion for years. What you don't see, this battle has been happening for years. Like two great gladiators coming into a coliseum. And the devil comes, taunting the people of history. But then there's one who walks in, who has nail-scarred hands, and he completely defeats the devil. So we're standing on a wrestling mat, and God says, wait. I got this. In fact, I got it 2,000 years ago. He's already pinned. Now go get your trophy. Come on. You got to hear me. This is it. Here it goes. We will not conquer through just strength and yelling. I will tell you God's method of conquering all the time. United. We stand. Divided, we fall. I told my team last week, we cannot tolerate any disunity, even in the slightest area, because how can we fight and conquer what is going on in this nation when we cannot even conquer it in our own homes, our own marriages, in this church, on this team? The devil's method is divide and conquer. And if you don't believe that, just look what has happened to the United States of America. 
We are no longer the United States of America. We have become the divided states of America. And there is no foreign entity that can conquer us, but we can be conquered from the inside out. And I'm calling the church here in New England, we are going to stand united. How good, how pleasant it is for brethren, for sisters to dwell in unity. Come on. Where we're really going to come to a unity. I told our elders, I told the exec team, we can no longer tolerate just a little bit of disunity. Because the devil, hear me, we have to surrender. We experience conquering as we surrender to Jesus Christ. Okay, years ago in the church in Seattle, my boss came and corrected me. And I said, Lord, they don't understand my anointing. And I use this word. I don't even know if it's a word. They're squelching my anointing. And the Lord said, Jude, no man, no woman could hinder or squelch or put down your anointing. Only you could put down your anointing. So you know what I do when the Lord speaks better than I think. I blamed it on the devil. I said, oh, it's the devil. He's trying to stop my anointing. That's what some people in the church are saying today. The Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, no. He is not after your anointing. He said, Jude, the day I created him, I anointed him. He has fallen and his anointing is dark, twisted, and it is evil. He is not seeking your anointing because he has his own. Get this, but he is seeking your authority to use his anointing. He said, my kingdom is not built on anointing and gifts alone, but it is built on authority. He said, you will not do my work the devil's way. He said, the devil didn't submit to authority. He got Adam and Eve not to submit to authority, but Jesus Christ came and he said, Father, not my will be done, your will be done. And that was the beginning of the crushing of the head of the evil one who could never yield, who could never submit. And he said, Jude, in my kingdom to have authority, listen, America is filled with anointed people in the business, in the church. We need authority. Come on. And the authority of God comes. What did the Roman centurion say? Lord, I'm a man under authority. I say that this one come and he comes and this one goes and he goes. Hear me, Jordan. I stand with you, your wife, your parents. And I think now is a time that we put our shoulders together. And we will not let any division come in our minds or our ranks. The Bible says where there's division and strife, there's every demonic karma, evil energy. We have seen it through the cities of America where we're warring against each other, hating each other. I have never seen anything like it. It is a true expression of hell itself. They may do that out there, but in here we are unified in Jesus' name. I'm going to invite the band to come up. I want to say this. I believe in the days ahead, and this is something that I want to declare to you. I believe that there will be seven, at least seven multi-multi-millionaires raised up in this church. And God is going to give you means like you've never seen before. I feel also that God is saying he's given you the children of all of New England. 
that the children of this house, get me, this is Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No words spoken against you will rise up in judgment. Your children, great will be the peace of your children because they will be well taught of the Lord. They will have a staggering children's ministry where people will come, even though they don't believe, but their children will be well taught of the Lord. We are not leaving the education of our children to the state. We will educate our children. And we have these words to educate our children with. We have this theory to educate our children with. But I sense now, men, listen to me. There is a battle for the men of America. In every state, in every region, men are being taken out like casualties. But this will be a threefold cord of awakening church in the days ahead. Hear me. Men, children, worship. Another one, your faith, your generosity, but a radical unity. You have to fight for unity. You have to fight for unity. My goodness, this whole year. I've never received so many emails. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Get a vaccine, don't get a vaccine. Have the meeting no matter what. I stilled myself and I knew God was God. And I stand before you, in the last 20 months, our church has grown. We have more money in the bank. We've had people saved and we are doing well. Come on. Jordan, I give you this scripture. I want to give this to you and Samantha, your parents, your leadership team. It's Psalms. How good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. Get this. There, God commands not a blessing, but the blessing. I think we're living in the end of time. And Jesus said, in that day, Father will rise up against son. Parents will rise up against daughter and children. And houses will be divided. It's the enemy. I have never seen so much division in believers' homes. It should not be tolerated. Now, I'm going to just come and be very vulnerable with you. Right before COVID started, Becky and I were empty nesters. And we're both from Louisiana we could go at it. They had a very successful, have a very successful businessman in the church. And it wasn't easing up. And it wasn't just, we went to counseling and it wasn't working. And I know this is going to sound strange. It was demonic. You say, did you have a devil? No, I have Jesus. But it was demonic. And I don't know if you could be like me and Becky. Sometimes we start off in the morning like Jesus, but something happens by the night and Satan manifests. This businessman who was making a $100 million deal, God spoke to him, go to the church, and I want you to pray for Jude and Becky, and you will not leave until I tell you. He stayed there for two and a half hours, 
And I'm telling you, within 24 hours, something broke. And Becky and I, it's like blinders came off. We are not fighting Republican against uh, uh, Democrat or conservative against liberal. This is not our war. This is the war of Satan. And it is cataclysmic. He has already lost. God has already defeated him. And God is not coming back for a defeated church, a fighting church, a a church that's going under. And I'm not going to fight. I am going to submit. I am going to yield. I am going to surrender. I am going to worship because Jesus Christ has already won. Can you stand to your feet and give the Lord a hand clap? Thanks for listening to the Awakening Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. If you want to learn more about our church, visit us online at awakening.global. We'll see you soon.